right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. So yesterday, I was alone with the Lord and was just chatting with Him about what was going on inside my heart. And I was like, okay, I know I should be trusting in you and that you've got me. But right now, I am just, I got to be honest about how I'm feeling. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like I probably overcommitted myself and there's more going on than what I can handle on my own. And I just needed to get honest with the Lord about that. And I just want to encourage you, my friend, as we go into this Christmas season, there's a lot of things. There's regular life, right? There's the everyday commitments that we have to everyday life. But then there's additional stuff on top of that with Christmas. There's shopping that needs to be done and parties that need to be prepared for and extra gatherings. And maybe you've got people coming from out of town and that kind of puts some stuff that you want to get taken care of before they arrive and all the things, right? And and that's what was getting me yesterday. It was just it was literally like all the things. And I'm like, this is more than what I can do, Lord. And um, yeah, I just want to encourage you to take some time and to sit and be with the Lord and let him minister to you. Mm. Let him meet you in it. And you can be honest with him about how that feels. Here's the thing. Stress can be good. I mean, you can be stressed about good things and you can be stressed about bad things but it's all stress. <laughs> so if you're feeling the stress, whether it's, you know, coming from a positive thing, sometimes we feel stressed about a positive thing and then we feel guilty about feeling stressed about it, you know, and it just compounds. And so, yeah, my encouragement to you is we're heading into the weekend here, figure out, like be intentional about setting aside some time and it might, you might have to carve it out of your sleep to make it happen. Or maybe you just need to, I don't know, head to a coffee shop and, you know, grab your Bible, grab your journal, sit there and just have some uninterrupted time with the Lord, but let him know what's going on inside your world, inside your day, inside your mind and your hearts and let him speak to you and let him minister to you. Be still and know that I am God. It occurs to me just now. That's a command. Hmm. Be still and know that I am God. As far as I can tell, to love well takes humility and unselfishness. But here's my dilemma. I'm full of pride and I'm pretty darn selfish. So how can a guy like me love well with that going on in my heart? That's where the gospel comes in. That's where the cross comes in. The cross tells me that I really am that prideful and selfish and sinful and broken and messed up. I really am all this, and that's why Jesus had to die for me. This humbles me, and it's so good for for the pride in my heart. Mm -hmm. I see my hand on the spear that was thrust into Jesus' wounded side. That spear is my selfishness and my pride, and I thrust it in. And as I did, it's like it came right back at me and pierced Mm -hmm. my heart and showed me who I really am. I am someone who had thrust a spear into the sinless Savior's side. This humbles me. This is the only thing in my life that I have found that has the power to break my pride and selfishness. Maybe you too? But the cross tells me something else about myself. It tells me that I am that loved and that cherished and that treasured and that valuable and that special that Jesus was willing to die for me. 
This humbles me too, because I know he loves me and treasures me and cherishes me, not because I deserve it or have earned it. He loves me precisely because I don't deserve it. Why? He loves me and he loves you because he is love. Mm -hmm. He loves us because he loves us. He cannot not love. And he loves me and you because he sees what we can become through him. When I thrust the spear of my sin into his side, what came out of Jesus was, I love you. How can that not change me? How can that not have the power to transform my pride into humility? How can that not have the power to turn my selfishness into laying down my life for another? Which is what love looks like. But man, this is a long journey to get to loving as Jesus loves. There's so much to wrestle out in this because even, you know, when I hear the words, he cannot not love me. There's a part of me that says he's forced to, he doesn't want to, but he's forced to, which is not true either. Got you know? my arm tied behind my back <laughs> right, and I, like, it's being twisted and like, there's nothing he can do about it. You know? Yeah. He loves us. He loves us. And I just don't think that we can, I don't think we can overhear it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that there's too much of that that we need to hear that message again and again and again and again, that God loves us, that he loves us because he loves us because he's God. And it's a mystery and it's hard to figure out how you can, how he can love us the way that he does, but it just is. Well, we've talked about this on Perry and Sean on mornings before that, you know, our God is a community, father, son, Holy spirit, and have existed from all eternity. That's, that's something hard that, that, to wrestle with that blows my mind that he's always existed, but he's always existed in this community of love, this dance of the Trinity where the father, son and spirit have been pouring oceans of love into one another from all eternity. And why did they create us to share it Mm -hmm. with us? Yeah. And all of all of all that he created is for the purpose of being able to, it all points to him, right? So to be able to see him. So you think about, just the best parts of covenant and marriage, like all the good things are meant to show us his love. This mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. You know, the, the best parts of, of, of a parental love of a fatherly love, like only done without all the mistakes, the, the, the perfect mm-hmm. fatherly love is just a glimpse right. of his love for us. Just scratching the surface. Yeah. He loves you and me, my friend, and I'm so grateful this morning. I need to get up every morning and know that I know that I know that God loves me because I still have pride and selfishness in my heart. My dad said the other day, you know, he said, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. He's 84 years old Mm -hmm. and, you know, God's still showing me stuff in my heart that needs to change and, and he's just, it's so beautiful to see Jesus working in my dad's heart and, and really, you know, changing things that have been with him his whole life. And I said, dad, one of the legacies of your life is going to be that you kept growing and learning right till the end. I love that. I want to be like Dave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have such a beautiful savior who loves us and he gives us a love He gives us a power to love as we've been loved. 
And it's only because of the cross. Hey, we just got this text this morning, lots of texts this morning, and it's from, from, from a friend of ours, first-time texter, and he says, I'm asking for your prayers because sometimes I have doubts about my salvation. I've attended church all my life, and I love the Lord. I know he is my king and savior, but I struggle with doubts. Same, same. I can relate. There are still times when I doubt that my place in God's family is secure. Mm. And I've been through one of those times recently. And it's in times like these that God's promises shine like a supernova for me. Like 1 Corinthians 15.1, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, this good news, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. What jumps out to me that so encourages me is verse 2. By this gospel you are saved, If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, I hear Paul saying to me and to you, if you have any doubts, hold firmly Mm -hmm. to Jesus. It's not about trying harder. Hold firmly to Jesus. Fall on Jesus. Throw yourself on Jesus. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep trusting that he's holding on to us because his grip on us is tighter than our grip on him. Perry, Don't trust your feelings, trust Mm -hmm. the gospel. And I think this is part of, you know, the goodness of God's plan that we live in community with each other. You know, it's not just me and my Jesus off doing our thing, because I can believe for you what's true, sometimes easier than I can believe it for myself. And so we need each other to Mm. remind each other of what's true. So when, you know, hopefully you and I aren't struggling in the same moment and hopefully our circle is bigger than just you and I. But if I'm struggling, you can tell me what's true. You can remind me what's true in scripture and vice versa. That's really good. We need our go-to people. We need our foxhole buddies Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them. We need them. The second thing that jumps out to me here from this passage in First Corinthians, is that Paul explains so clearly what the gospel is, what we are to hold on to. Christ died, he was buried, he was raised according to the scriptures. By scriptures, he's referring to the ancient prophecies of God's plan to save us through Jesus. God has promised from ancient times to send his son to save you and me. Our part is to believe to keep trusting in, clinging to, relying on what he's done for Mm us. And this passage has been healing my timid heart from my fears of being separated from God's love. My feelings lie to me, and sometimes I have to tame those feelings and remind myself that faith is a decision to trust what I know is true in spite of my feelings, in the face of my feelings. Yeah. If you're going through that right now, if that's like a wrestling that you're like, my goodness, Perry is reading my mail right now. I just want to encourage you to reach out to someone 
that mm-hmm. you know you can honestly share with uh, for certain. Number one, just you know, be honest with God and be open with Him about it. But also bring somebody with skin on that can remind you all that's true in this moment and can help to carry you. And here's what's true. I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you and me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Okay, can you use use your imagination this morning? I'll try. Okay, picture this. The snow is gently falling outside. It has been for several hours now, and it's starting to pile up. It's soft and fluffy. Untouched snow covers the ground as you look out the window from your spot on the couch. There's a crackling fire in the fireplace warming you as you push your feet just a little bit closer. There are stockings hung from the mantle above the fireplace, and the tree is all lit up in the corner of the room. It's early morning hours, and you're just sipping on a a fresh cup of hot coffee. Eggnog. Or eggnog. Today, your home is going to be filled with people that you love, unwrapping gifts to the sound of, oh my goodness, Christmas carols, being drowned out by the delightful conversations and squeals of delight and easy flowing laughter. Everything is as it should be. Shalom. Peace on earth. It is a picture perfect Christmas. Peace on earth. This or some version of this is what I think we all want to experience this holiday season. Our hearts are full of hope, hope that he'll finally want to commit and propose this Christmas. At least that's what the Hallmark movies say we want at Christmas. (laughs) But this Christmas, things are tight and you want to see their face light up when they open up their gifts, but you got so much less to work with this year and you're afraid you're just going to catch just a glimpse of disappointment instead. Or maybe you just want everyone to be able to get together in the same room or the same house without someone blowing up. You know, the air is so thick when the family gets together over the holidays and you feel the anxiety building up just thinking about it. And it's still three weeks away. Expectations can kick you in the pants. Seriously, good or bad, it's a setup. I want a Red Rider BB gun for Christmas, but Teresa says I'll shoot my eye out. You will. You will shoot your eye out, kid. (laughs) Christmas is not about the perfect scene. It's not about the family gathering or the gift. It's about the perfect baby who grew to be a perfect boy, a perfect teenager. Can you imagine that? Oh, man. A perfect man. That's impressive. I know. A man who is fully human and yet fully God at the same time, who willingly died in our place for the punishment of our sins so that we could have peace with God, Mm -hmm. peace forever in heaven and peace right now. Right here, peace on earth, peace that isn't driven by our circumstances, peace that doesn't require everyone in our life to do and say what we want them to, peace that doesn't mandate picture-perfect Christmas, a deeper peace, an eternal peace, an internal peace, Mm -hmm. a supernatural peace that can't be taken away, a peace that guards your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, because peace is a person. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and what we want most this Christmas is Jesus.
it's just fabulous to be able to spend this time with you. And also fabulous to have Dr. Mark Job join us this morning. He is the host of Bold Steps, which airs here on Moody Radio at noon weekdays. He's the pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he is the president of Moody Bible Institute. And Moody Radio is unapologetically a gospel-centered ministry with gospel-centered leadership. You know, the gospel is not just for us to get into God's family, but we need to keep reminding ourselves Mm -hmm. of the gospel and explain why that's so important, like for you to keep preaching the gospel to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You know, the gospel is good news. And it, it starts with salvation, but it doesn't end there. It continues. And because embedded in the gospel is a sovereign God of the universe that has made a way into his throne uh, through the blood of Jesus. And so every day, every morning when I get up, I get into gospel mode in the sense that I come, just prayer is gospel mode. I come into the presence of the Lord. I walk, you know, when I pray, I like to walk. So I'm walking around early in the morning and I come before the Father and I usually start by saying, Abba, Father, thank you that I have I have the privilege to enter into your presence because Mm -hmm. Jesus made a way. I mean, that's gospel. The fact that the God of the universe listens to to me, Mm. um, that's gospel. The the fact that I can bring my burdens to him, that's gospel because Jesus has made a way. That's all gospel. My identity in Christ, not my salvation, not being based on uh, who I am, but who Jesus is in me. That's all gospel. Uh, It's the gospel that sustains us. It's the gospel that leads us to Jesus. It's the gospel that uh, empowers us to be able to live a life that's not overwhelmed by fear and anxiety. That's all the good news of Jesus. Here's a couple of ways I preach the gospel to myself every day. Number one, I say to myself throughout the day, Abba, I belong to you. Abba, I belong to you. And then the other thing is a passage that says, You have not been given a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. It's in Romans 8. But you have have been given a spirit of adoption by which you cry, Abba, Father. Yeah, we need to preach the good news to ourselves because our hearts are sometimes timid and afraid and we forget so easily. And it's not just a one-time good news. It's good news still. It's good news today. And we do. We we need to be reminded of the gospel. And that's the privilege of being able to share this time with you. And if you believe in Moody Radio, you believe in the gospel message, you want to be a part of it going forth in the future in 2023. You can give a gift today for our year-end giving. The number is 800-600-9624, And you can also give online at moodyradio.org slash Grand Rapids. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930. 